0: Good evening, Patriots, and it's the end of Tuesday, June 20th in the year 2023. We're going to have a dedication tonight, which is not something I do very often, but for all of you that know Javi, and he's a big part of Bard's nation, and he just returned from Germany and was informed that his sergeant major... It's, um, had died in a car accident in Germany. Sergeant Major Cheryl Harmon, and those are hard losses. For those of you that were at Bardsfest, I had an opportunity to meet Joe Vega, Sergeant Major Joe Vega, a close friend of mine. You get a taste of the strength of a Sergeant Major and what they are to soldiers, they're a really important part of the life of a soldier. A sergeant major is really a soldier's soldier. It's the general of the soldiers. So we're gonna put a focus tonight on this and have a lot of conversations around that. I think it's appropriate and just to honor somebody who has apparently made a, I don't know this person, but I know that I know Javi and I respect his opinion and I respect his assessment. And I also respect a lot when he says that the soldiers are devastated, which tells me a great deal about their love for this person and respect for this person, which is a position that is very frequently a mix of love and hate. But a good sergeant major builds the hearts of the soldier. And so those losses are often very heavy to carry. Before we begin, patriots, one thing that is extremely evident in this time is the need for us to continue to build their strength in our immune system and our health. And that's done to a great deal with good supplements that don't require a science book to read. What we need are things that are full whole food products that will continue to build the strength in our body the way God intended. And that's why we have Field of Greens. Patriots, Our greatest health is achieved when we rely on God's bounty to support our whole body health. Field of Greens is a whole food supplement that empowers our mind, body, and spirit as we were designed. Each specific fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens has been medically chosen to support specific health functions, like your heart, your liver, your kidney health, your immune system, and your metabolism. Field of Greens is organically sourced, manufactured in the United States, and the company is headquartered in Texas. It is a supplement designed to boost the full body-mind function using whole foods. Just read the ingredient label and you will see. It reads like a grocery shopping list, not a lab experiment. Field of Greens is also the only brand with a better health promise. Start using and enjoying Field of Greens. And at your next doctor's visit, if your doctor doesn't say something like, Wow, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up. Return it for a full refund. If you keep your body healthy, your mind and spirit will follow. So get started today. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to get 15% off by going to fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And if you sign up for the monthly subscription, which you can suspend or cancel at any time, you will get an additional 10% off. That is a total of 25% off. Just go to fieldofgreens.com and use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. Again, that's fieldofgreens.com, promo code BARDS. I think we're going to start tonight with Joshua 1, and it's appropriate because this is the point where Moses dies, and Joshua is given command, So it begins, now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. So now arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot steps I have given it to you just as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river of Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and as far as the great sea toward the setting of the sun will be your territory. No one will be able to oppose you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not desert you nor abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give the people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded. You do not turn it to the right or to the left so that you may achieve success wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day in and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will achieve success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. When we go into times of loss and we lose people of great respect, there's an emptiness that settles into us. And like it or not, there's a moment where there is a sense of fear. Everybody feels it. If it's a family member, if it's a soldier losing a commander, there's a point of a fear that settles in. It may not look like fear, but there's a fear. And what the fear is the unknown. Who's going to replace this person? Do I have enough in me to stand up and be as good as they thought I could be? What will I become without this leader? What will I become without this friend, without this father, this parent? And we're left in a place of a void. And this is exactly when we need to find the greatest strength in Lord, in the Lord and in our God. Because as we lean into this, we start to discover something. God brings us great people in our life, and those people are there to raise us up. And unfortunately, what happens a lot of times in the midst of things is we cease to see the path of being raised up, and we see the station where we're at in the obedience to the leadership. And the leadership is powerful. If it's good leadership, then we're very obedient to it. We want to learn from it, but we also want to be respectful to it and give everything we can to that leader. That's both a wonderful thing, and it's also a trap, when we have to be careful of. Because when we become too focused on the leader, we fail to hear the messages and the legacy that the leader is trying to impart upon us so that we can be greater in ourselves. As I mentioned at the beginning of this, this is dedicated tonight to Sergeant Major Cheryl Harman who has just recently passed in Germany. I don't know this Sergeant Major. What I know is the commander, Javi. And I know that when he tells me it's a heavy loss on his heart and I know that he says his soldiers are devastated. What I understand with that is something very deep. People aren't devastated over people they don't respect. People are devastated when they lose somebody that they have great deal of respect for and reliance upon. And a sergeant major is a is a like having the center part of your weave go away. They're the glue that brings so much together. And it's part of what elevates up soldiers because they know the soldier's heart. They're there to counsel the soldier. They're there to raise the soldier up, to challenge the soldier. They're even there to discipline the soldier. It's a hard role to walk. And a good sergeant major walks that path well because they're able to do all those things. They become, in the sense of leadership, they become that trench leader. And when I say that, that means they're down there in the grind with the soldiers and yet at the same time having to also address all those other things that go on with that position, the command, the general, staff, the officers. But here's the great thing about a good sergeant major is they aren't just a sergeant major to the enlisted. They're also a teacher guide and a mentor to the officers. They make officers better because they remind officers of their responsibility to be a soldier focused. Remember, officers often don't come from the ranks of people. They go through college or they go through an academy or they go through officer training course. And at a certain point, they're separated from that daily soldier, the daily person that's doing the work that makes the military go. In God's world, we're all soldiers and there are leaders that God raises up. In Joshua's sense, if you can imagine, when Moses died, Joshua was called into the place. What an amazing and incredible position to be called into. Moses, who had led the people through the Red Sea, parted the Red Sea. Now, how do you fill those shoes? How do you step into something that incredible and have to build the confidence of those below him to lead those people to where Moses was intending to lead them? And with this first paragraph, as I just read, which was Joshua 1, we hear a lot of those guidelines, those things that we have to remember to do. God imparted trust in him. He imparted part of trust by reminding him that every place on which the sole of your foot steps, I have given it to you just as I spoke to Moses. He has passed the mantle. And from there, He's reminded him how vast this land is that he has before him. And he's given him the strength of walking with God. No one will be able to oppose you all the days of your life. Just as it has as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. God is with all of us. He never forsakes us. So in times of difficult times where we lose something, whether it's we lose a commander or we lose a a friend, or we lose a family member, or maybe we lose a job. When we're at a point of loss, we have to start remembering the true value of those moments. God hasn't left us. We often feel lost, but God doesn't see that we're lost. What we have to do more than ever is lean into him. And then God goes further to remind Joshua of where he is. Reminding him again that I will not desert you nor abandon you. It's a funny thing how many times we hear that because I, it's a problem that we as humans have. When we get wrapped up in emotions of losing something in our life, if it's a friend or it's the relationship with somebody or it's somebody we've looked up to, we're losing something. What are we losing? We're, we feel like we're losing part of ourself. And the funny part about that is as we do that, we tend to pull away from God. And it's exactly opposite. And it just seems like God has to constantly remind us that I'm not leaving you. But somehow when we lose something, we tend to hole up. We start to feel that the world is is greater and we, we don't know what to do. And yet those are the greatest moments of opportunity because in that vacuum, if you will, when we lean into God, the greatest growth begins to occur. We begin to step out, and we remember and we honor all that the gifts that were given to us, so that we ourselves can be grow greater and in honor those people or that person that was lost. And that's really the bottom line: is that where we come to this moment with Joshua, where he's been given the mantle to live into the legacy that Moses had created, but to go beyond, not to be limited by it, but to go greater. And that's what the God's first words here. This kingdom is now yours. You will lead the people and you will go farther than Moses. In fact, you won't be Moses. You will be Joshua. And therein is one of the most important things to remember is that we aren't trying to be somebody else. We're trying to use what the gifts that they gave and the momentum they created for us to step in and be greater in the gifts that God gave us in this world. But there's a strong word of caution that God gives Joshua, and it goes to the moral foundations of who we are. It's a remembering of the mighty moral base in which Moses walked, and it's, again, a reminder to all of us that in the point of a loss of a change where we suddenly feel ourselves in a void, we become susceptible to the temptations of wanting to go astray. Perhaps it's an influence, a dark influence that tries to draw us in to trying to seek power for our own benefit. Maybe it's an opportunity moment where we see something ahead of us and instead of having to be held accountable to somebody else, we now hear that whisper of like, take that do this and all for the benefit of ourself rather than the benefit of others. Moses in many ways was a Sergeant major and a general to his people. And the one thing that defines a good Sergeant major is it's a selfless place. Great leadership is defined not by dictating and directing and pointing, but by raising up strong people underneath them that have the courage and and are empowered to step in and take leadership and, big one here, make mistakes. Because a good leader, like a good sergeant major, will recognize that the courage to step forward, even if you make mistakes, is how we learn. But it's always done with the heart, and the assessment is at the heart. Are you doing things for the right purpose? Are you doing things for those who, You're stewarding for those that you're shepherding, or are you doing those things for yourself? God doesn't look for people to be doing things for themselves. That's not what kingdom's call is. God's mission is that you are to lead others, to shepherd others, and it's a selfless walk when we do just that. So he reminds Joshua that he must follow the the rules of Moses. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may achieve success wherever you go. It's just so important that within this, the mightiness of of Joshua now is going to be built to abiding by these laws that Moses was carrying And not trying to change them, deviate them, trim them. That's the honoring of great legacy. Obviously, it's the legacy of God himself. And he goes on, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will achieve success. And then reminds him, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. There's so much in this for me that makes so much sense in the moment of loss. If you've ever lost somebody that you really trusted, had to witness the transition of a leadership. I remember when General Scott Miller transitioned out of Afghanistan. Let me tell you, that is, that was a void. I was one of the few that stayed behind in the transition of command. And a new commander is very hard to get used to. You've trusted them. You've followed them. They've given you trust in return. And new commanders handle things very differently. And part of being a warrior in this time, being a soldier in this time, is to soldier on. And what that means is you have to be able to work and adapt to new environments and new things. But it's difficult when you lose somebody, and especially when something... When you lose somebody through a sudden death, there isn't even a chance to have a transition, to have an opportunity to assess where things are going. And there again, we fall back to that moment of fear because it's the fear of the unknown. Who is going to step in? What are things going to be like? Is this new person going to be able to be that type of leader that that I was used to before? And a lot of things are at stake. And unfortunately, leaders that step into these places often come in with the wrong motives. And this is just a human experience. In this moment, God is counseling Joshua on how to be a great leader. He's reminding him of the law, the, the book of the law. He's reminding him of the selflessness of his position. He's reminding him of his duties, not to be consumed with himself, but to meditate on the law. And to stay within the law, not to go left or right. Unfortunately, that's not reality in many cases. Too many people, especially in command places, don't study Scripture. Don't put their foundation in Scripture. And unfortunately, when they step in too often, they're more consumed with the power that their rank wields. They're more consumed with the legacy of what they're trying to build or their next position they're trying to build to. God was taking all that away from Joshua and reminding him where he needed to be. Have I not commanded you, says God, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Twice there, he, God has reminded him that he's there, almost three times. Why would God do that? Why would God have to remind him that he's with him everywhere he goes? Because God understands the temptations that are there. God understands the weight of the position that it has to be filled. And God is reminding Joshua to lean into him more than ever in this moment, to trust in him as his counsel and his guide. It's also a statement for everybody that's in that place, that was looking to Moses. And though these words are not shared with them, in this case, I want you to reflect just on the moment of where everyone would be. Moses dies, there's a lot of unknowing. Will they ever get to the promised land? Who's gonna step in, how will this be? Will there be fractional fighting? Will there be infighting, will there be trouble? And from the void, someone is chosen, Joshua. And so he has to establish the trust of the people. And so he assumes command. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people saying, prepare provisions for yourselves. For within three days you are going to cross this Jordan to go take possession of the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess it. It's a bold move and a great one because he's giving people hope and inspiration and direction to know that they're going to continue forward. And it never happens without some resistance, as we see. And it continues, but to the Reubenites, to the Gadites, and to half of the tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is giving you rest and will give you this land. Your wives, your little ones, your livestock shall remain in the land which Moses gave you beyond the Jordan. But you shall cross ahead of your brothers in battle formation. All your valiant warriors and shall help them until the Lord gives your brothers rest. And he is giving you and they also possess the land which the Lord your God is giving them. Then you may return to your lone land and take possession of that which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan towards the sunrise. They answered Joshua, saying, All that you have commanded us we will do, and wherever you send us we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as He was with Moses. Anyone who rebels against you, command, and does not obey your words in all that you command him, shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Mighty words, words of true warriors, in fact. And it's a loyalty building that happens there as Joshua assumes command, but does not buck the chain to try to change what Moses does, but reminds people that not only are they obligated to what Moses said, but he is holding to what Moses had intended because it's all directed to God. Great leadership in the end ties itself and roots itself at the foot of the throne and takes the command and wisdom from father god and tonight i have a there's a real empathy i have for these soldiers that i don't personally know but that feeling that i've experienced when there's a sudden change of command and there's a sudden change in everything that in relationship you have you don't know what this new commander is going to be like You don't know what the new expectations are going to be like. Commander's going to step in and he has a new challenge. This new commander, he or she, whoever they are, that will replace Sergeant Major Harmon, has a couple of challenges ahead of them, big ones. One, they have to be able to bring the soldiers back in focus and line because this emotional loss is going to affect unit efficiencies. It just does, and you have to be in a combat-ready situation in some measure all of the time. So that puts a pressure on the commander to mobilize the troops, get them focused, get them busy. So often commanders come in and try to get things moving right away, certain tasks, after there's a brief moment of pause and mourning for the loss. There's also the unknown, both for the soldier and the commander. How will they be received? The commander is going to come in with a certain style. It's going to be different. And a dramatic loss like this, this makes soldiers in a certain sense like a widow. They've lost something that they've cherished, valued, respected. And in this person, there's an expectation of a new leadership coming in, not knowing what that new leader is going to be like. And in this current climate in the military, that is an extremely challenging moment because so many of these sergeant majors now are now being raised in an environment that's very different from the Army that I knew. There wasn't things like transgenderism and there wasn't issues like pronouns and things like the VAX that we're dealing with today. So what you end up having to do is you have to begin by identifying those things that you know that are solid. In the case for Moses and Joshua, people did know Joshua. That was fortunate. Still, the shoes of Moses are massive to fill. In the sake of this command, where this sergeant major has passed, there are other officers like Javi that people know they can trust. But the roles are different. And the one thing that soldiers need to do, like everybody in this story of Joshua should be doing, is prayer. This is a time to pray. This is a time to honor the memory And at the same time, the memory means honor the mission. Joshua, no matter how great or less he would be in that moment, his legacy is going to be built on his ability to achieve the greater mission that was put before him, not only by Moses, but by God. Could you imagine that, Wade? For this sergeant major who's passed and... And those soldiers, the question is, what was your mission? What did that sergeant major want you to achieve? And that's the mission you have to fulfill. And it's through that and the connection, hopefully, all of the soldiers have a deep connection through Christ to the Father to pray, to honor, to worship. And now to honor that legacy of what that sergeant major would want. We know the story of Joshua. We read it now in the success of what is to follow. But the soldier's stories that's ahead of them is unwritten. They don't know where this is going to go. And it's very uneasy time for many soldiers. We don't know the state of of where many things are going to go. Politics in this country are upside down. Commands within the Department of Defense are broken to a large degree at the senior level. We have corrupted commands, we have commands that are deeply patriotic, and we have commands sitting in the middle. They don't want to say anything or take a side. The military is viciously divided in the issues of transgenderism, on gay rights, on lesbian rights, on all the things of that don't really matter in the time of war. But these have, they've politicized the military ranks to such a degree that it's created a great big upheaval for many soldiers. Those are the topics that will end up dividing and breaking down great soldiers because they don't matter. And as much as certain leaders and certain commanders in our military ranks may try to say that they matter, they don't matter at all. They've created logistic nightmares, unfortunately. For those that are on hormone therapies, they've created a massive burden on the supply chain to try to deliver these hormone transition drugs to people even if they're on the front line. Those are burdens and issues that the military has now had to take on that's, that again are issues that will end up being fuse points and diminishing points of performance. But in a moment like this, when the unit is in transition, the soldiers have to get drilled down into what is truly important. What's the mission that their sergeant major would want them to accomplish? What's the mission that at the end of the day that every one of them needs to accomplish? Joshua's mission was to cross into the Jordan and to take the lands and that every place where his soul touched would be reclaimed for kingdom. So what's the mission for the soldiers? And in this moment, that mission has, is greater than the sergeant major that just passed nor the sergeant major that's coming in. This is the mission. Your mission as every soldier has by the oath that you have sworn is to protect and defend this country from enemies, foreign and domestic. Your mission is to obey only legal orders and not to abide by illegal orders and to have the spine to stand up against illegal orders and hold the line. That's where you develop great leaders. That's what any good sergeant major would want his or her soldiers to do. Those are the things that make great armies. Soldiers that have the courage to do the right thing, soldiers that have the courage to lead their fellow soldiers in times of uncertainty, to make sure that the standards are held up and exceeded. If those standards in garrison mean that your boots need to be shined, then those boots need to be spit shined to a gloss that's unbelievable. If your standards in garrison are to have uniforms tight, those means those uniforms are tight as they can be, all strings cut, and you are looking sharp and upright regardless. And in fact, in this moment in time, better than you've ever looked because that's the honoring of the legacy of what you have lost. And it's the establishment of the new standard for the commander coming in because you have to show yourself greater Than what they think you're to be. If whatever your performance standards are in the field, this is time now to rise up and to be better than you've ever been, to be faster, more efficient, to be cleaner, tighter, to be better in everything you do. In this moment with Joshua, that's the sense we gain as he walks through the camp, that those. All those around him are now extending the hand of respect to him, saying, we will obey your orders and command as you you direct us. And God is expecting the same thing out of Joshua. What we know about Joshua is he rises to be in greatness. And in the story of the soldiers in this moment in time for this story tonight, they don't know who that new commander is. But here's the good news. When soldiers stand up and are great, they can build a commander to be greater than the commander is. That sergeant major that's coming in, no matter how good they think they are, good soldiers with the inspiration of a legacy of a prior sergeant major that was a good sergeant major, good soldiers will make a good sergeant major when they come in and a good sergeant major will become great. This is managing your leadership. Every one of us going forward will face moments like this. Every moment, every one of us will face questions and challenges in having to face transition and change. And God's delivering that in an immense way right now. And in fact, from a spiritual place of listening to this story from Hobby tonight, what struck me is it's just as as sad as it is to lose somebody, when you take somebody out, God is opening the door for new leaders to rise, and God is calling his soldiers and his warriors up right now. This is a critical hour, and it's happening all over the world. People are stepping aside. Jobs are being lost. People are being kicked out of places, and unfortunately, we personalize this a great deal. And we put that loss and burden upon ourselves. And we shouldn't. Because each of these moments is a challenge for us. It's a refinement for us. It's the opportunity for us to become better, greater in everything that we do. James 1, 2 to 8. Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. Be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace, and let that endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask Our benevolent God, who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him. But he must ask for wisdom in faith without doubting God's willingness to help. For the one who doubts is like a billowing surge in the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind. For such a person ought not to think or expect that he will receive anything at all, from the Lord, being double-minded, being a double-minded man, unstable and restless in all his ways, in everything he thinks, feels, or decides. Those, that passage defines exactly what makes or breaks great leadership. Joshua is thrust into that place, and he must now decide and understand that the challenges put before him will refine him and that in all things he will seek God for wisdom. So, for the soldiers of the Force Sustainment Command under Army North in Joint Base San Antonio, tonight we'll dedicate our prayer to you, as we will to your Sergeant Major, who has just passed Cheryl B. Harmon. But understand this. The days and weeks ahead are an opportunity for you to live a greater legacy and honor she who has passed. In the days and weeks ahead, you have the opportunity to step into greatness. Understanding that these challenges that set before you are intended to refine you. And rather than looking at this as a loss, As painful as it is, it's an opportunity for you to honor a legacy. But within all of this, you have to ask some hard questions of yourself. What do you believe in so much? You're willing to sacrifice everything to defend. Your priorities now have to be reordered. You wear the uniform. of a soldier of the United States Army in one of the most chaotic and turbulent times in American history. You signed an oath, an oath to protect and defend. Don't take that lightly. Your oath was to defend from enemies foreign and domestic. This isn't about politics. This is about The citizens, we, the people of the United States, whom you represent, you don't represent a government, you represent the people. And in this hour and in these days ahead, you will have to make difficult decisions. Decisions that you may thought you never would have to make, but those decisions are coming to you. And in this moment in time, in what seems to be a dark moment of a loss of a great leader, You now have to think of what you will do to live a legacy, to honor the uniform, to honor that commander, to honor your nation, and to honor the people whom you serve. This nation right now needs great leadership. It needs trust that the people can trust its soldiers to do the right thing and not turn on them simply because an order is given. There's been an inordinate amount of obedience to illegal orders with this COVID shot. And though that may not be politically popular or even wanting to discuss in an hour such as this, it is nonetheless relevant and pertinent to the station in which you now hold. Change is like ripping back a layer of an onion, because in a moment of change, all that was will be revealed, both the good and the bad. In this moment in time, in you, as you reflect on the leader, which you all respect, reflect on that which is honorable. Be honest about that which did not work. Use those criti- criticisms to make yourself better. Set your objectives to be greater and above all, serve your oath as intended. Protect this nation from enemies, foreign and domestic because the war is real. And whether you realize it or not, the war is not in Ukraine and it's not in China. It's right here on the ground. In this country that we call the United States of America, the hour is upon us. Let's pray. Father, tonight we have a prayer for the loss of a Sergeant Major Cheryl Harmon. Pray for her and her family. And we're very, just our prayers and sympathy go out to all involved in this tragic and sudden loss. And equally, Father, we have a prayer tonight for the 4th Sustainment Command under Army North in Joint Base San Antonio. These sorts of moments can be difficult to endure. Weighty on the heart and often leave a lot of things in question. Tonight, Father, we pray for this, for these soldiers. We pray for something greater. We pray for a grounding and a commitment to dig deep into a relationship in Jesus and in you, Father. We pray for the mightiness of the Holy Spirit to settle upon their heart, to awaken the true warrior heart in Christ in each one and to understand whom each one serves. That we serve you, Father, first and foremost. And that the oath that was taken for this nation means something. We pray that the awakening and understanding of the magnitude of what those words say to protect this nation from enemies foreign and domestic will settle in deeply into their hearts. And in this moment, that rather than Hesitating, these soldiers will rise to the occasion to be greater and better than they ever were, but do so with the heart of a warrior for we the people, not we heart of a warrior for a government in an institution. May the strength be blessed upon them to stand boldly and to do greater things, to not follow blindly, but to question, and in the so doing, Define, refine, and commit deeply to the righteous cause and not descend into the political quagmires and traps that are being laid all around. For this moment and for tonight, Father, we also just pray for Bard's Nation. Because as we sit here tonight reflecting and considering a story of loss, each one of us has been faced with challenges this last few years. With that has been rifts, questionings, doubts even, of whether we could trust our soldiers. So our prayer tonight is that we begin to rebuild the bridges of trust with those men and women in uniform. That we begin to understand each other that there truly is a need in this hour for all people, we the people of the United States, to understand that in this hour of war, We have an obligation to defend the nation together and to stand against tyranny as it's oppressing in and reaching out its ugly hand. Bless us, unite us, and guide us, Father. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, patriots, We are in a difficult time, and it's a time that's going to continue to challenge each and every one of us. It's a time that's going to continue to require us to pray and build bridges where we don't think it's possible at times to build those bridges. And it's a time right now to heal wounds and to become greater in ourselves than we thought we ever could be. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
1: Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe.